We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for pole's position. So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days to the NFL draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a, a young version of Patrick Mahomes. So I got a call from the Caleb Williams camp, and they went, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago. We don't want to go to a city that doesn't care. We don't want to go to some Sunbelt place where you tarp off the upper deck. This is a franchise where quarterbacks go to die. Field. Not sure yet. Not sure. M- maybe not working out. Bruh, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what makes him not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? Poles position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select the Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. Every day at 3 o'clock, we try to get inside the mind of Ryan Poles about the draft and free agency and trades and quarterbacks. Tomorrow is our QB1 Town Hall. Got a nice little show put together. We got some big names that are going to be coming on. Olin Krutz is going to give us his first thoughts on Caleb Williams at 5 o'clock. Hasn't been on the score in several weeks, in fact, Olin Krutz. Looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, if you're in in attendance, uh, you, you get a mic if you want it. And Aurelio's is hooking it up. So there's going to be food here. It's going to be a great time tomorrow, 2 to 6, on the score. If you're already planning on coming, you've already um, gotten the uh, the attendance designation know that there will be pizza. So do, do we know what time? I don't know if that means uh, those listeners should skip lunch or skip dinner. I don't know. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. But there will be food here. Pizza. All by myself. Nobody will eat. Long as, eat Michael's, pizza. long as Michael's not here, you'll get some. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. But it's not all about quarterbacks. Tanny will be here, too. Everyone gets five minutes to sit in the control room with Tanny and press whatever buttons you want. Wow. Oh, wow. How big about offer. that, huh? Big offer. That's, yeah. That is Mitch pretty big. Mitch promised that personally. Wow. Okay. Really nice, really nice guy. I'm taking tomorrow off and a related story. Oh, no way. The town hall? I mean, if someone's going to be pushing buttons every five minutes in Tanny's show, I only do shows from Tanny's This is your idea, dude. You're the, you're the Justin Caleb Williams guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, my idea for content was to talk about the quarterback situation in Chicago. It's true. It's true. It's nailed nailed that. Why I'm in the top ten. Uh, so, That's so insulting to those of us who dropped out. Oh, well, you know, but you're... I don't know. The stadium stuff will get us right back. Oh. I don't know. Baseball things that matter in spring training. Oh. We got that coming up. God. We got a lot. Of- I, I hate our love language. What a good teammate he is, right? Just <laughs> absolutely crapping on the things that we love. He is. A- is there a positive vibe I, in here right now? Kind of, Mark. It's just the way it rolls. Grody will be fun. here tomorrow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Four yeah. o'clock hour for go. Mark Grody. He'll be here. You could throw things at him. His that'll, vibes are positive. That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Ed Rusher. Ed Rusher. What is it, Danny? It's not just a defensive end. 
that we're talking about, probably in this defense, but edge rusher as a concept is is bigger than that. Well, in this defense, though, we are talking about a defensive line, right? That I assume you are not thinking that they're going to spend even more resources at linebacker after TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds went about as well as it could have possibly gone last year. I, I am not, but I wanted to make it clear as we talk about edge rushers to the listeners out there in a lot of it, it, a lot of times as you're looking for lists of this stuff, they just list it as edge because it's either defensive end or outside linebacker. In the 4-3 in the Tampa 2 defense, yeah. this version of it, for sure, it's they want it to be somebody who can both set an edge as a defensive end and also unleash the pass rush moves. And sometimes you see them toggle back and forth between their guys. Who On can some do of the things. lists that out there, but I, but I think the distinction that we also should make here is, are we just talking about pass rush? Because there are defensive linemen that generate a pass rush who line up the vast majority of their snaps on the interior that would help tremendously where I could see them saying, we need to upgrade a pass rush other than Montez Sweat, Uh and it doesn't really matter where it comes from. Like, you've talked about Chris Jones being your dream. Sure. That's not an edge rusher. No, correct. He does line up sometimes at edge because he moves around, but he is a pass-rushing defensive lineman. Without a doubt. And Christian Wilkins is another um, out there, the Dolphin, who is expected to get a franchise I was going to say, I'd be that, – that's, and that's the other thing that we have to do here. So, anyway, those, those are two guys on the inside. Uh, but uh, I came into this thinking we were talking about DEs. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, I think that we should cross names off that people are going to see and ask about. Okay. Because, like, like Josh Allen, for example. Josh Allen of the Jaguars, not the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Correct. Right. Ja- Josh Allen, Jaguars, uh, very good season last year. Uh, what he had 19 sacks, right? 90 pressures. He was incredible. Top five pass rusher in the NFL. Last Only year. 27 years old, 6'5, 255. He's there. Think of him as their Jalen Johnson. Now, he was a first round pick, but like premium position, homegrown, coming out of his first deal, having the best season of his career. They're not letting him go. He will not hit free agency. It might get contentious. He might request a trade, uh, but he's going to get the franchise tag. All right, can I go next? Brian sure. Burns of Carolina. They have rejected reportedly some ridiculous trade offers for him in the past, including multiple first-round picks. 26 years old. He's six, not going anywhere. Six five two fifty. Crazy good suddenness, quickness, pass rush. I agree he's not going anywhere unless they decide to work out a trade for some reason. Correct. Uh, And then the other guys that I would say for sure are not, I don't think Chris Jones is in play. And um, I don't think Christian Wilkins is in play. I do think that the guy, uh, Mare Buke, Justin Mare Buke Mm -hmm. on the Ravens, I do think he's in play. It would be expensive. It's not a pure edge rusher, but it is a max effort pass rusher runs like defensive lineman talent. I just I do I, think he's in play. I th- I th- I think they're gonna probably draft another one, and, but but they like their interior line mix. I think they, they like yep. Dexter Pickens. I believe Justin Jones will be back, and we know they love Andrew Billings, who they signed to an extension. So they'll need more than that, but spending a bunch of money there. 
or a high draft pick doesn't seem super likely. Okay, and he's not an edge, so we can we can cross him off for the experiment. So that cross him off then, right? Thank you. So does it get back to Daniil Hunter? I think Daniil Hunter is the top realistic target if they decided they wanted to spend legit money on a veteran edge rusher. 29 years old, 6'5", 263. He, he's got a really complete skill set, and he's entering his 10th season, but he's not even 30 years old yeah. uh, yet and has been very consistent and productive. He is excellent. It would surprise me a bit because of the redundancy with Montez Sweat if they went that old, frankly. I agree. That's what would surprise me about Daniil Hunter is that it strikes me as not pairing young and old and, in fact, going older than Montez Sweat and also very expensive. It's the type of thing that you can do when you've got a quarterback on a rookie contract Mm -hmm. and you've got some premium positions locked in cheap. Like, if you have receiver on rookie contract, uh, right tackle on rookie contract, left tackle on rookie contract, and quarterback on rookie contract, yeah. you can spend big at both edge rushers and corner and linebacker, but it still seems like a very expensive allocation of resources to the defensive side of the ball. That's an important caveat, though. Like, if they go quarterback wide receiver at one and nine, and yes. I don't know that those wide receivers are going to be there, or if they go quarterback, tight end, or whatever, um, then, yes, you could see them needing a veteran edge rusher, maybe somebody at a shorter time horizon contract-wise than what Daniil Hunter is likely to get. And so we'll get to some of those names a little further down the list. Veterans who might fit for like a one-year plug-and-play or even a two-year plug-and-play because they will have money. You know, you might have a rookie free safety that you're trusting and paying on a rookie deal as well as the rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver. Yeah, I listen, that hangs over all of this, right? What they do at nine impacts the biggest free agent spend. I, I think that's pretty clear. Yep. Because if they, like you said, if they go receiver at nine, the biggest free agent spend is likely to be center or edge rusher. If they go edge rusher at nine, the biggest spend might be receiver. And there will be a future polls position where we talk about veteran free agent uh, wide receivers in the event that they draft a tight end, a tackle, or mm-hmm. or a defensive player. So, so I think Daniil Hunter unlikely. Zadarius Smith is another one that he's thirty one years old. Yep. So these guys like this find it difficult to get long term deals. They 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 just do unless it's staying with a team and they're working with them and they believe in the work ethic so much and they continue and. Maybe you end up, um, you know, in Philly until you're 36, like Brandon Graham, you know. But Zadarius Smith, I think he might be surprised at what's out there contract-wise. Veterans often, and that's the type of thing where like, he won't sign day one of free, right? He won't sign March 13th. And today, we should, we should also note for people that are following this stuff closely, today's the first day of the franchise tag window being open. It's March 5th is when it closes. Teams often don't do it right when it opens because they don't want the negative headline out there any longer than they need to because players perceive it to be a negative headline. So, and it buys them more time to negotiate if, in fact, that is happening. But with the combine uh, being next week, it's it's a procedural date in the NFL calendar. But expect Jalen Johnson to have the franchise tag placed on him between now and March fifth. Yeah. So. 
that's coming to you. And that's going to come for a lot of these guys that we're talking about. What do you think about, or where did he come in your, in your uh, research into this? My hardcore research. Bryce Huff. Bry- Bryce Huff is really interesting because he is in his athletic prime. And, and he, to me. At just 26, 6'3", 255. And is a pass rusher. He is a younger Yannick Ngakwe. He's a specialist. He is that that is what he does. He goes after the quarterback. He had a very good season. Uh, a lot of Jets fans want him back, mm-hmm. but he's going to be on everybody's list because of his age and the feeling that he hasn't hit his ceiling yet. His pressure rate is the best in the whole free agent class of edge rushers, and the Jets have spent a lot of money on the defensive line, so. There are right. a lot of people who think that he is. That he's, the, he's the he's the odd man out, so so to speak. Yeah, that that he'd, he'd be he'd that, be very exciting and probably pretty damn expensive. He'd 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 be the most expensive signing of your offseason. But in your talk talk about adding a guy who that that would be kind of like I mean he's younger than Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. He's a little younger than right. He's DJ in that DJ Moore range. Like you would feel like you would have his prime three or four years, which again lines up with cheap offensive premium position. So I do think that the Bears will be in on Bryce Huff. He's, well, high, he's high on my list. That'd be really interesting. If it, if that is your prime free agent spend, you know, is Bryce Huff or, I mean, if it is, it does end up being something like that, then you're looking at rookies kind of all over the place uh, and 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 something's going to fall through the cracks. Maybe it's that second tight end, that upgrade tight end. You can't upgrade every position. You can't right. you can't do it everywhere. So maybe that's going to be a veteran on a short prove it deal. And we'll get to some of those tight ends if we if we need to. Guys like Hunter Henry are out, are out there, you yeah. know? Somebody who can block and catch and we'll be looking for a deal and and you won't have to break the bank for him. Do you think there's any chance they go after Chase Young? No. No, I think they know. I think they chose the right Washington defensive end in terms of makeup. They got the right one. Chase Young was a beast in the Super Bowl, but he was not a beast for lots of Niners games before that and lots of Washington games. And then there's been injuries, and they've got somebody in Montez who can scout him pretty directly. Right. I agree. The Super Bowl was impressive. The first half of that game, in particular, he made a couple of plays. He had the sack. He had the forced intentional grounding. Like he, he was a disruptive player. He is a freak of nature athletically, mm-hmm. but questionable motor. And if he's not going to have a motivation playing in playoff games in a contract year, when is he ever going to be out there? Man, it's crazy. You look at some of these lifer defensive ends, these lifer pass rushers. Like Kyle Van Noy had a really good year last year in San Diego on a $1.4 million deal. On a one-year, $1.4 million deal. Yeah. Like Bud Dupree is at, at, at 31, and he's, he's mostly outside line, linebacker, but he can play defensive end. He did for Atlanta, and he signed a cheap deal last year. Jadavion Clowney played for $2.5 million last year in Baltimore. So it's like a, an addition like that, I feel like, I feel like it's probably going to happen, even if they draft a young Edge, like, you know, add somebody who can uh, who can add to your pass rush possibilities. Well, that's uh, – that to me, like, like safety, it is a one-year deal. Veterans, you can age well. Like, I think it's very in play that they say there isn't an edge rusher in the draft this year 
and they band-aid it again. Right. Not with Daniil Hunter, because that's multiple years and more expensive, but with a name that you would know and get excited about. What about Jadavion Clowney? Yeah. Like, to me, that one makes a lot of sense also. Not the primary edge rusher. Disappointing. Had a very good year, though, with, with the Ravens. And is the type of guy that, when healthy, is disruptive, especially if he isn't counted on to be the number one guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, played well with the Ravens. Ton of defensive talent. Played Play, well played, with Miles Garrett. Right. Played well with Miles Garrett. Not the number one guy. So, I think Clowney makes sense. A texter says Jonathan Greenard from the uh, from the Texans. I think that makes sense. I Jonathan Greenard is 27, 6'3", 263, very quick off the ball. Um, but the size is a better fit as kind of an outside linebacker than he is a defensive end. He's put his hand in the ground, though. Like, he'll he'll do that, too. I think he can do both. Um, Leonard Floyd is a name you're going to hear. Man. I know. Been there. Time is a flat circle. Lived, I know. I know. That. I know. Mm. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, is Ryan Poles likely to spend big at the same position he already spent big on? I like, think no. It, right? I I think no also. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more likely that you're going to get a one-year deal on a veteran paired with a draft pick than spending big money on this spot. You've got an expensive linebacker. You're going to have an expensive corner. You've got an expensive edge rusher. I think he's more likely to put financial resources elsewhere on the team, yeah. like center. You know what I mean? He doesn't have an expensive offensive line. I think I think I think band-aiding it is going to be very probable. The more we talk about it, I mean, unless he falls in love with somebody at nine and there's no wide receivers there. Listen, if you can get the best defensive player in the draft at nine, that's always going to be good value if you think that player is great. And there's a real chance that eight offensive players go in the first eight picks. That's you know that's that's very in play based on a lot of these mock drafts. I should say in a year where Dwight Freeney just got elected to the Hall of Fame along with the three Bears, um, I, that I love short pass rushers. I've always loved short pass rushers, very, very famously. Whether it's Dwight Freeney or his partner Robert Mathis or Elvis Doomerville, like dudes. Wow, I did not think we were going to hear a Doomerville reference. Okay, dudes who get low, get lower. Were you a Derek Thomas guy? Uh, well, yeah, but he was like he was like poor man's LT. I, well, he got crazy he, speed. Well, he got, and he got down low to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, crazy bend. Yeah. Right, but but like you know, I, I think when you're short and you're a battering ram like that, and okay. you get low. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that of that profile sometimes. So who's the shortest of these pass rushers? I'll find a short one. <laughs> the shortest, the pass shortest rusher. free agent edge rusher. That's they're all weird too big. Way to, it's a weird way. To, they're all too big. Yeah, they're all like six five. Generally speaking, a, six an three. Asset. I'm, I'm aware. I got to say, I'd be pretty like I I think that it is very in play that. Three tech is still an ad, though, more so than edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Like Dexter was good, but was he good enough to actually answer the issue when that is Matt Eberflus's thing? When he says DeForest Buckner's the favorite player he's ever coached, that the three technique's the engine that drives it, yeah. that they tried to get o- uh, Larry Ogunjobi, fails the physical that they liked Jalen Carter, but they didn't like the character stuff. I just, hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan, come on, man. Come on, come on, get, let's spend on that. Yeah. Get me Christian Wilkins. I'll be badgering for it. Get me Christian Wilkins. 
Like if if the if the Dolphins don't franchise tag him, and then he could say, okay, we'll be cheaper at edge rusher, but they're they're going to be expensive there because that's asking it's still asking a lot of Javon Dexter to be to be that good from that draft position and, this and, fast. And they've lined up Dexter all over the place, uh, and Dexter has lined up outside when he was in in Florida. He was kind of learning some three technique stuff and found it um, towards the end. Yeah, I mean it depends how much they believe in him and want to give him time he, he didn't surpass justin jones for snaps until until very right. late in the season yeah it's a, it just it's a risk so i i'll, I'll say I'll be, i'd be very excited with bryce huff but it'll be expensive and i think it's more likely that you get a jadavion Clowney type on a on a one-year deal like yannick and gakwe those will be the two names uh, that I'll attach to this conversation. Okay, um, that's that's fair. I'll, I'll throw in one more of the veteran names. I, I mentioned him, Kyle Van Noy, older, but man, he was he was he was he was real still good. productive, still still very very productive. But um, I think the clowny thing makes a ton of sense. I'll be shocked if it's Daniil Hunter. We are going to get into Justin Fields' social media habits, things that matter from spring training. Tom Ricketts talking and not maybe helping the cause but had an unbelievable uh, parenting experience over the weekend facilitated through sports. It's Parkers and Spiegel. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.